Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, we have Shelby Hirschman, a registered dietitian. We are going to talk all things, the body, food, the soul, how they all work together, um, and Shelby's awesome mission, um, you know, just talking about our bodies and why they're good and helping us to, you know, love them well and fully. So we're so happy to have you. Yeah, thank you, Chanel. I'm really excited to be here on Ave Spotlight and um, yeah, just to be able to have this conversation with you and, and talk about some topics that are really important to me. So thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Oh my gosh. And for those listening, we had a real conundrum this morning with, <laughs> with our Wi-Fi and, um, yeah. and getting here on both of our ends. So it is providential that we are speaking and, you know, this conversation is definitely <laughs> going to be blessed. So really mm-hmm. excited for that. Shelby, I would love if you told us a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Yeah, sure. So I was born and raised Catholic. I I live in St. Louis, Missouri with my husband, Sam, and my two girls, Amelia, who is four, and Felicity, who's one and a half. And so we are still, still pretty deep in the trenches of toddlerhood. And it's loud and messy and, and also really beautiful. But then in the professional space, I, as you mentioned, I'm a registered dietitian and I have a private practice called Good Body Nutrition. And in that, I really try to focus on working with women to just bring clarity in the chaos of voices and noise we hear about food and our bodies and nutrition. That's the type of work I'm trying to focus on. Wow. And what a beautiful calling, both in your personal life um, as a mother, wife, and um, and then also just what you're doing for your community, because there are mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of voices that women hear, you know, and I know from being younger to kind of having challenges with the way my body looked, the way that it functioned. And I saw before our conversation, I was actually thinking about my view of my body Mm -hmm. as I grew older. And I was laughing at how, when I was in my early twenties, I looked at myself when I was 15 And I thought when I was 15 that I was just severely overweight and didn't feel Mm. well. And now that I'm in, when I was in my early twenties, I was like, what are you talking about? 15 was, you were beautiful. Mm. (laughs) And now that I'm in my late twenties, I'm like, what are you talking about? When you were in your early twenties, you were great. (laughs) So it's like that idea of being present to our bodies and then being able to work with them from like where they're actually at is like so much something that is so important to kind of pay attention to. So that is like such a gift that you're able to walk with women through those stages of life. What kind of inspired you to get to become a registered dietitian and to, you know, become more, have more conversations about the body and how it works and how to, you know, help women to feel more confident? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. And there's kind of like a long journey there because to start, I would say that like what actually first like 
drew me to becoming a registered dietitian actually kind of came from a place of my own brokenness and kind of like my own obsession and struggle with food. So that's kind of like where I got started. But then eventually, like through my own healing journey, what really brought me to the space I am now, yeah, was like I said, that own journey of healing because yeah, it's really tied to my own story and my own wounds because for much of my life, I also, I suffered from a really distorted understanding of my body, had a very broken relationship with it. And so as it often does, that broken relationship bled into these other aspects of my life and, you know, definitely into my relationship with food and exercise and, and just relationships with other people and so on. Thanks be to God, I do consider myself in recovery from disordered eating. And God has tinted those wounds really beautifully and brought me a lot of healing. And yet, yet the scars from those wounds are still really present and very much impact how I understand and engage with the world around me. And so for me, there is this desire and, and even calling to be able to walk alongside others who do struggle with these broken relationships with body and food and to say, yeah, like me too. I see you and I've been there and I have so much hope for you. And what an honor it would be for me to be able to support you in your own journey toward recovery. I love that. I would love for you to tell us more about good body nutrition. I know that you've you've shared that, you know, it's really important to have a relationship between your food, the body, and the soul. And I would love for you to tell us more about good body and what that relationship with the food, the body, and the soul looks like, what that means. Yeah, I I guess kind of to start with like why I eventually like shifted into the space that I'm in now. I started working in this space at the residential level of care for eating disorder treatment. And that was a really foundational experience for me. And I loved it and I learned so much from it. But then eventually I did start to feel this pool to shift into a lower level of care into that outpatient space. The big pieces of that one was this desire to be able to narrow my focus to working with women, but then also specifically with women of a Christian worldview. Because over the years, you know, in my own personal experience, and then also in my work as a dietitian in this space, I've just really come to see how essential that spiritual aspect of our lives is in recovering our relationship with our bodies. And that isn't to say, you know, that those who don't have the same Christian beliefs that I do shouldn't be helped or that they can't be helped or have uh, no hope for recovery. But for me, I feel such a tangible desire to really be able to very clearly and openly bring in Christian spirituality into my counseling work because, yeah, it's, it's just so integral. Like, you know, God created us body and soul. And, you know, we don't just have bad bodies that we're trying to protect our soul from, but like we have 
good bodies and good souls. And, and so that's like the fullness of us. And so I wanted to really be able to integrate that into my practice. And then I also, you know, stepped down to that lower level of care because while I do work with women with, you know, clinically diagnosed eating disorders, I also really wanted to broaden that scope and work with women all across the spectrum in their relationship with food and body and not necessarily just those clinically diagnosed eating disorders, but also working with any woman who recognizes general struggles with food and body and movement and and realizes that these really good and beautiful realities of life are actually becoming barriers to a full and peaceful life. And we know that that can happen even without an eating disorder, even without a diagnosed eating disorder. And so I often say that the mission of my work, as you pointed out, is to help women restore relationships with their food and their body and their soul. And we do that by exploring and processing what do we believe about our bodies and about our food and and how does that impact our behaviors with again with food and movement and our behaviors and relationships with our body and soul which are all so connected so that's a, a large part of the work that i do with my clients this episode is brought to you by hallow the number one catholic app for prayer meditation music and more Hallow features litanies, novenas, and other challenges to get you praying more often and connect with your community. It also features Bible stories and guest sessions from well-known Catholic speakers like Father Mike Schmitz, Bishop Barron, Jonathan Rumi from Chosen, Dr. Scott Hahn, and Father Mark Mary. Hallow is an amazing resource for any Catholic looking to dive deeper into their prayer life, find more peace, and ultimately grow closer to God. Make sure to check out Hallow at hollow.com slash Ave Spotlight. Hollow.com slash Ave Spotlight. I look forward to talking to you guys next week. God bless. I would love for you to share your professional opinion, because I think a lot in the sphere and in Catholic culture, Christian culture, there can be this kind of over attention to, you know, our body, what it looks like, what we intake, how we exercise. And then there's conversations of dress and there's so much conversations of like how our body functions, et cetera. Um, And it can become very scrupulous and exhausting Mm -hmm. for a lot of women where they're not living fully. And it's just such a challenge. And I would love for you to share what body scrupulosity looks like. I know that a lot of women and a lot of men go to confession for scrupulosity when it comes to like praying a lot or going to confession every day or whatever it is. But with our bodies, I think we can have the same kind of over attention to where it can become crippling Mm. to us. And so can you share a little bit about body scrupulosity and how we can love our bodies more fully? I'm, I'm sure that you have many different ways that we can love our bodies more fully, but maybe share with us one tip that you would give somebody that just wants to start. 
Yeah, I love this question and this discussion. And I think what I, I can do is kind of talk on like the roots of, you know, when we are thinking about the struggle with our bodies, like what is kind of the root of where we start to help heal that. And so, yeah, like when I think of scrupulosity in the typical definition, I think of, you know, struggling with this overwhelming and debilitating fear of sinning, ruminating on past mistakes and, and what should have been differently and, and kind of, in a sense, struggling with believing that you are mostly bad. And so when I think about applying that idea of scrupulosity to our relationship with our body, which I think you fleshed out really beautifully already, but I do, I think about that very prevalent struggle of constantly forgetting or maybe never having been aware of the inherent truths of our bodies. And so instead of our bodies being inherently good and beautiful, we struggle with turning the body into a problem to be fixed. You know, it's bad or it's never good enough. And as I alluded to earlier, like we are body and soul and those are very connected. And so when we have a broken relationship with the body, that will impact our soul. And so how can we shift into this space of accepting our bodies and eventually even loving our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I think a big essential aspect of that is considering these questions of what do I believe about my body? Why do I have a body and what is its purpose? And then in exploring those really big and foundational questions, we create space for our beliefs and our values about our body to impact our relationship with and behaviors towards our body. Amanda Martinez Beck is a Catholic author and she has a really great book called Lovely. And it's pretty small and I, I recommend it to everyone. In it, she explores these exact questions that I, I brought up. And, you know, I often refer to scripture and our theology, which tells us that in the climax of creation, God created humans, body and soul, and he called it good. And so we are good. But then Amanda in her book also shares this concept that I find so fascinating and really helpful. And she shares that in classical philosophy, a thing is good when it fulfills its purpose. Ooh. And so, you know, like a chair is a good chair when it fulfills its purpose. And so the purpose of a chair is like being able to sit and rest our body in it. And if we can sit and rest our body in a chair, then it is a good chair. Ooh. And so then that begs the question, what is the purpose of my body again? And Amanda really beautifully fleshes out the teachings of the church and, you know, references the catechism to, to identify that the purpose of my body and your body and all bodies is to be in tangible and intimate relationship with God and to be in relationship with the people he places in our lives. And so then the really good news is that we can be in relationship with God and others right now. 
exactly as we are, regardless of the size or shape or function of your body, regardless of your cholesterol levels or your blood sugar levels or any other health parameters, regardless of the specific food you eat and if it's organic or not organic or this or that, regardless of all of that, our body is made for relationship um, and we can be in relationship and our body is inherently good. Oh my gosh. That was such a word. That was such a word. I love that. And quite the inspiration to self-reflect. I think so many times we're moving, like I was saying earlier, you know, we're constantly moving and we're, and there's not a lot of time to look back and, and even I'll find myself looking back now in my late twenties and I'll look back Mm. in my early twenties and I'm like, wow, Chanel, you were in your prime. (laughs) Like you were moving, you were bending over, like you could stretch without like popping something in your elbow. (laughs) Like, you know, you were really okay. And then at that time, I'm like, you really didn't feel like you were okay. And why was that? Mm -hmm. You know? And why now are you more confident than you were? And because your body is the same. It's just, it's that idea of like self-reflection and pausing and kind of thinking about the gift of our bodies. And I love what you said in whatever shape and way that it is, it's like a beautiful thing because we were created good and beautiful. You know, we free ourselves from the shackles of comparison and shouldness and where we should be and how we should feel and how we should look. And that's a beautiful thing. I love what you're doing to be able to equip women with those tools. That is, that is so important. And I would love to know where we can find more information about you and what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So I have a website, but if you are listening to this in the near future of when the episode is released, it may be down uh, for redesign, but the website is www.goodbodynutrition.com. But I also have an email that you can reach out to me at, and that's Shelby at goodbodynutrition.com. And then I also recently started an Instagram page where I'm kind of diving into these topics and exploring them in that more public space. And so you can find me on Instagram at goodbody underscore nutrition. And yeah, those will be the best places to find me. I love that. And for everyone listening, I was blessed to be able to meet Shelby through Instagram and what she shares is so helpful and awesome. And it's amazing because through Instagram, we can share really profound things in quick snippets Mm, and you share such profound things to really chew on in very digestible, quick, (laughs) like, you know, you're just sitting in your room snippets and you could just read it and feel like you're ready to kind of move forward, make some changes. So I love that. And I love what you're sharing. Yes. And so at the end of all of our episodes, we ask each guest what their hope for the week is. I have been feeling the vibe to kind of switch it up though lately. I've been asking each guest something that gives them hope. So Mm -hmm. what is something in your life that gives you hope? If you feel like you need some time to think about it, I can go first. Otherwise, if you're ready to go, you can go. How are you feeling? Oh man, how about you go first? Okay. And I'll I'll sit with it. Awesome. Okay. So something that gives me hope, I, you know, have more recently been 
talking a lot with my therapist and trying really hard to live a more integrated, calm life, you know, and, and as calm as life can be when like life also seems really hard on the outside. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, just, just trying to live a life more free from the shackles of anxiety and et cetera. So, so something that brings me hope is I have really been trying to be more intentional with my therapy appointments and being, you know, truthful in them and kind of sharing, you know, exactly what I need help with, which in turn, yes. my therapist is able to help me with exactly what I need help with. So it brings yeah. me hope that when you kind of, you know, reveal yourself to those that are willing to help you, you can in turn receive exactly what you need, which I know makes for those listening, you might be like, of course, but sometimes I think we are afraid to share ourselves, you know, vulnerability to share ourselves, but without realizing that we're actually, you know, giving ourselves not a lot of credit because we can receive a lot more when we are vulnerable. So I'm hopeful Mm -hmm. that continues and I can live a life of calmness and, you know, and feel more at peace with myself and the world. So that is something lately that is like bringing me a lot of, or giving lot. me a lot of hope. Yeah. It's a lot, yeah. you know, to try to, to try to live like that. So I'm like making it sound very glamorous, but it feels nice to just be able yeah. to wake up and not feel like a pang in your chest. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I yeah. think that's so, so beautiful. Yeah. And I, yeah. I totally agree. Just how much like power is taken away from those like burdens that we hold when we name them and bring them into the light. And I definitely resonate with what you're saying. I think that's awesome. Amen. And how about you? What's something that gives you hope? Yeah. So I think a big thing that's been giving me hope lately. So I mentioned that I have some young kiddos and life is just in a really busy season. I feel like I've been saying that all my life, (laughs) you know, so, but life is busy and we've got these young kids and I am an introvert of all introverts. I like some quiet space. I really thrive when I have that. So I've been trying to very intentionally like carve out some pockets of time, even if it's literally like just 10 minutes where I can kind of just sit and be quiet and be in the quiet and stillness. And, you know, sometimes that means literally just sitting there in the quiet and like just letting my mind kind of roam. And sometimes that means reading scripture or doing some of those more like meditative prayers. But the quiet in itself has been bringing me a lot of hope lately. And I think it will continue to do so if I'm able to to protect that need that I have for some quiet spaces. Amen. Amen. I do not relate on the introvert page. I I say I find myself to be very extroverted, Um, but I do think also since COVID and we've had to spend so much time inside, I've been reflecting a lot as if I've actually been like a closeted introvert my entire Mm. life because it feels Mm. so good to be by myself. (laughs) And there have been many times where I'm like, man, wow, how awesome is it to just be alone Um, and just to be in complete silence. So I feel for you, although I am not 100%, but I also, you know, I'm not raising human beings. So, no. <laughs> uh, so the constant feeling of like presence that you must, yeah, feel, I'm sure is yeah. a gift, but also it probably is nice to rest. Um, so mm-hmm. for all the mothers listening out there, you are doing God's work um, by raising 
humans. And I hope that you find time to sit alone, even in your closet. One of my best friends has my goddaughter. She's two. And (laughs) many of her times is just like going in the closet and just like, you know, folding her laundry in silence or, you know, Mm -hmm. eating a Kit Kat bar by herself. So I hope if you're listening and that is you or this drive that you're listening to this on is your 15 minutes of alone time that it has accompanied you well. And we really appreciate having you on, Shelby. It was such a gift to be able to have this conversation with you. And we hope that many are blessed by this conversation and seek you out and check out your page and listen to what you have to share because it is definitely, you know, very necessary. So thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you so much again, Chanel. I loved getting to talk with you and definitely an honor and appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening today. And thank you so much to Shelby from Good Body Nutrition for being our guest. We hope that you guys have a wonderful new year and remember to take it easy on yourselves. I'm so grateful for this past year being able to talk to y'all every week and I look forward for what the new year has to bring. I'll be praying for you guys. Please pray for me. Happy new year. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.